to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Eden Benton today. Yay! I'm <laughs> so excited to be here. Oh my goodness, thanks so much, girl, for having me on. Of course. I'm so happy that you could be on. Um, So, like, I always talk about how, like, me and whoever is on, um, how we've met and meet Eden. So cool. We met kind of through social media that she was, mm. like, the cutest little person ever. <laughs> um, And then we went to, like, the Hills Retreat. And then we, like, randomly, I remember, like, walking into, a, like, the room. And I was yes. like, are you Olivia? Yes. I'm like, are you Eden? I, I like, remember oh that. <laughs> I know. I remember that moment so clearly. It was so sweet. I was like, you were the sweetest little angel ever. I was like, oh, my so goodness. Sweet. I remember that. That was so sweet. Yes. I remember that. That was so fun. Um, mm-hmm. and we kind of just kind of, like, we're social media friends. Yes. And touch through that, which has been cool. Sure. Like, seeing your life mm-hmm. and everything. But Yes. Yeah. But why don't I let you take it away and you just tell us about who you are yes oh my goodness yes um you are such an incredible friend and I totally remember that and that was (laughs) such a special moment I think it's you don't remember you know when you met you know every person but I definitely remember when I met you and it was so special and I believe it was Lord was so intentional in that meeting in this friendship so thank you so much for having me on so my name is Eden Benton and I am from Conway South Carolina so a small town right outside of Myrtle Beach and I am a student with Liberty University online so I am studying Christian ministries with a minor in communications and feel a calling to full-time vocational ministry on my life and um, I just am have my yes on the table for wherever the Lord leads me in and so right now I'm doing school and I am serving in my church and doing a little bit um of just everything, honestly, whatever the Lord's calling me to. And so that's kind of a little bit about me. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I kind of asked Eden to come on here just because I wanted to honestly interview her because she just has such yeah. a cool story. And I like, it's so cool how like she's surrendered everything to the Lord and just kind of like mm-hmm. has trust his plan with her whole entire life. And mm-hmm. I've just seen your story through social media, but mm-hmm. like your heart for Jesus is just so inspiring and it's so cool to like mm-hmm. hear about. So I want you to start yeah. from the beginning. Um, so you were a student at Clemson last year. Yes. Um, and yes. so yeah, that's kind of like where I kind of met you, what kind of yeah. happened, honestly, like mm-hmm. just tell us everything. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love sharing my story. Um, and it's, it makes me think about, there's a verse in Revelation actually, where it says we did the defeat the enemy mm-hmm. by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think it is just sharing our stories is so important and it just shows the victory that the Lord's done in each of our lives, even though our stories all are so different. Um, and so I'm super excited to share my story with you guys um, because the Lord has done so much in my life. And I, before I even share anything, just know that this is all of him and nothing of me. Um, because truly, like, if anyone you get to know me long enough, you'll be like, Girl, there ain't nothing special about this girl. It truly <laughs> is only Jesus, and I hope y'all take anything away that you know that. But fast forward back to, honestly, when I was a child, my lifelong dream was to grow up, go to Clemson. I wanted to cheer there. I wanted to, you know, rush a specific sorority. I had all these plans of what I thought my life would look like. I was going to be a nurse mm-hmm. and Everything that I wanted to do up until applying for colleges was to chase that dream, to chase um, exactly that life. Um, And so growing up, we always, me and my family would go to the Clemson games and Clemson was just 
so a part of my life and everything was just up just chasing towards that dream and so came to my senior year of high school I got into Clemson and that was a huge like just huge step and just like chasing my dreams because Clemson is a hard school to get into and so um it was just like, okay, Lord, you're so faithful. You have allowed me to get into my dream school. Like, thank you, Jesus. Well, also my senior year of high school, I was at a tumbling class and I'm like preparing, you know, to for tryouts upcoming for Clemson and just working on my skills. And when I at tumbling, I tore my ACL. And this was just a few months leading up to cheer tryouts for my dream school. And so I tore my ACL my senior year of high school, had to have full ACL reconstruction surgery, a year full of um, rehab and physical therapy. And in that moment, I knew that the Lord was closing that door because I couldn't enter it or try out if I wanted to. Like he allowed that to happen for a reason. And so but in the time, like, I didn't see any of the rest of this of my story coming. Um, and so I was just like, Lord, I trust you. I got into Clemson. I ended up going in August. We went to the hills. That's where I met you, Olivia. And it was such a fun time. And just met some of the most amazing people who so many people I'm still friends with to this day, like you, Olivia, and just through social media. And so the Lord was so gracious to, you know, give me friends like that from the hills and just from Clemson. And so looking back, I see so much of the Lord's goodness there. Um, So I get to Clemson and the first week is like the best. It's welcome week. There's no classes. You're meeting people. It's, It's amazing. You got all kinds of events. And so I'm just living my best life. I'm an Enneagram 7, so like meeting new people, I love it. Like, I'm so there for the party. And so it was just the best. And I was honestly thriving, if I could use one word to describe. Thriving, I'm at my dream school, life is amazing. Well, that all quickly changed when I walked into an auditorium of 350 students for that one biology class. And the professor basically was all like, I'm out to fail you. And, um, like, I remember people were just, like, dropping that class, like, hotcakes, and I couldn't because it was a class that I had to have to get into the nursing program. I wasn't in the nursing program yet. I was going to have to apply for it. And so, um, but I, I just, over the next few days and weeks of going to class and doing homework and I'm one who I'm like a perfectionist I'm a to-do list girl so like I'm not a procrastinator my friends would be like oh we'll do homework later I'm like I don't know how y'all are functioning because we have so much homework to do and I just started noticing the more I was doing homework and I was staying in my dorm room the more consumed I got the more worried I got the more anxious I got and I've never been one to honestly deal with anxiety or anything like that um because I really do just trust the Lord and just like know who he is. And so, but I found myself in a place where my mind was starting to become consumed with lies from the enemy, with anxiety, with feelings of, um, like just kind of like I was out of control, honestly. And, um, like I remember like being in the dining hall at Clemson and like running from friends because I knew I didn't have time to talk because I had so much homework to do. And if I didn't get it done, I knew those that anxiety was setting in. And so just over like little things like that over different days and weeks, I noticed that I got into a really bad spot to one night I was sitting in my dorm room and I was sitting there doing homework and I, 
just had a panic attack and I have never experienced a panic attack before in my life. Um, I've heard about them, but never experienced them. So I had no idea what they were like, but like from head to toe, my whole body was like tingling. It was numb. I thought I was going to throw up. I was hot. Like I can't even explain to you like the, not even the panic I felt on the inside, but how it was affecting my physical body. Um, and I just remember calling my mom and they, her and my dad were just praying over the phone, just over me. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I kind of came back to myself and I was calmed down. And they, I was like, I have to drop this class. Like, I have got to drop this class. Like, I don't know what it means, but I can't do this, this class another second, another day. And so I ended up dropping that class, but that was a pretty weighty decision because it was a class that I had to have to apply for the nursing program. This dream job that I always thought I would, you know, achieve a bachelor's of nursing from Clemson, like that was it. Um, but it also it took me down to a part-time student because it had a lab attached with it. And it was past the point to where I could add classes to my schedule. So I was in this whole like tangled web of like, just honestly out of control, but I knew and had peace that Laura was calling me to drop this class. And so I did, I dropped the class. And the next day, like I woke up, my mom kind of drove all the way from Conway, which is like four hours to Clemson to meet with an advisor. Um, to kind of figure out like, okay, what is the next step? Like you're a part-time student right now. Like, like we had to figure something out. And so she came up, and I remember these these moments so clearly. Um, we got there. She got there, and we were um, sitting outside at a business table outside the business building at Clemson. And I remember, like, she had came, and we were sitting there, and we were just kind of walking through everything. But previous to that, like, my mom, she got a hotel. If you're familiar with Clemson, like, the Abernathy, she's like, we're getting you out of this dorm room. We're going to, like, go eat somewhere good. We're going to shop. And because moms are the best. And she's just so amazing. And I would not have gotten through that or any other season of my life without her. So shout out to you, mom. But um, we, she came up and she just knew that this was not the Eden that she, like that she left at Clemson. This was not the Eden that she came back to. Um, and so we were sitting outside at the business building and we were kind of just laying everything out on the table. I was like, I love it here at Clemson. Like being here, my friendships, like this is amazing. I love this place and I don't want to leave. I was like, I don't want to go home. Like this is the place that I want to be. But I also want to be a nurse, but I dropped this class, so now I can't be a nurse. And so we honestly were just kind of going in circles, and I couldn't, like, have it my way, if that makes sense. And so we were just kind of going through it, and I was crying, and people I knew were just, like, walking past me. And, like, I just didn't even care. Like, I was so, like, just utterly confused and just was honestly needing guidance from the Lord. And so um, I would never forget this moment. And it's changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. But my mom said, Eden, you've always had a heart for ministry. And in that moment, I will never forget the, like, it talks about, like, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, it just completely came over my body when she said the word ministry. And I had lived in days and moments where I was crying for no reason, like, completely confused and anxious and just utterly confused and she said that and I had felt peace that I haven't felt in so long and so 
I felt in that moment calling to full-time ministry, even though I had no idea what that looked like in that moment. Um, and I remember like consulting with mentors and getting good godly counsel, like it talks about in Proverbs. And I remember, um, they were like, Eden, you know, you can like still stay at Clemson if that's where you want to be. At that time I was a business major and, you know, pursue a business degree and, you know, like just, you know, if you wanted to go to seminary after you could, like a business degree could serve you well in ministry. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's my new plan. I'm going to stay here at Clemson. I'm going to pursue this business degree that I'm already in. Um, and I'm sitting down, like, it got so bad. Like my, my advisor heard that I was in such a bad spot that like the head of the business, like guy, like the head of Clemson business sat in on my advising meeting because they knew I was in such a bad situation. And so, yeah, it was crazy. And so I remember we were all sitting there and like telling him I felt a call to ministry in my life. And this is the new thing. So still at this point, I'm a part-time student. So we were like trying to find any class. And I had to personally email or call a teacher and say, will you please let me in your class? Like at this point, it was kind of like past Clemson and the leaderships to get me into a class. So it was kind of up to me to like pretty much beg your professor to let me into a class at this point and catch up on the work. Wow. So um, I remember, I will never forget, it was a bowling class. They were like, there's a spot open in this bowling class. You can like call the advice, you can call the teacher and like see if she'll let you in. She gave me the email, the phone number. So all weekend I was emailing her, calling her like, please, I need to come to your class on Monday. Like, I don't need to get any more behind. Like, please let me into your class. They were like, do you like the bowl? I was like, I don't even care at this point. Like, I just need to get in the class. I will learn how to bowl. And so I remember that was a Friday. We had the advising appointment, Phil called a ministry on my life, and I'm pretty much staying at Clemson. So that was kind of the new plan, and I was happy with it. Um, so I remember going home that weekend to kind of, like, hit the reset button in a way to, like, just go home, just kind of pray, process everything, spend some time with my family, and then come back Monday and just, like, start Clemson kind of fresh. Like, it was kind of rough there for a few weeks. And so I did. So that home I went, I went home and I remember there were still moments of like anxiety and panic that I was feeling and still was kind of confused because I was like, I've, I've taken away what I thought the root of the issue was like this class, like, and I'm pursuing Lord, like what I feel you're leading me in, but I'm still having moments of uneasiness, worry, panic, and anxiety. And, um, so I remember getting in my car Sunday after church and driving back, took a nap with my mom really quick. And then I was driving back to Clemson and I get back and I remember like my friends had left like letters on my bed and we played just dance in one of my friends dorm rooms. And like, I felt like, okay, this is it. We're back. It's going to be a brand new start. It's going to be great. Um, and so I went to sleep that night and the next morning I woke up and Olivia, I'm not even joking when I said like, that I woke up with consuming anxiety. It was the worst day that I had ever had in any of it. Um, I, before my feet even, even hit the floor, I felt like I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. I was crying for no reason. At this point, it was taking over like my physical body, like complete panic, crying for no reason, wasn't eating, had no appetite, like can't even explain what was going on. That was the hardest part. I couldn't explain anything that was happening. And so I remember I went to a public speaking class. That was like my first class of the day. And it's like a class of like 20 people probably. 
and the professor always would say like raise your hand if you're thriving raise your hand if you're um surviving the day raise your hand if you're dying i was the only person to raise my hand that i felt like i was dying but that is truly how i felt and everybody just kind of like looked at me like deer in headlights um and but that was truly how i felt and like so many moments i mean we don't have time to tell on here but just I will never forget so many moments at Clemson where I was utterly broken, desperately asking the Lord to give me a peace, asking the Lord, God, show me what is your will? What do you, what, what is this for? Why is this happening? Like, please show me. Um, because I felt honestly like I was dying on the inside and I couldn't even explain it. Um, and so this day was so pivotal in my story. I remember going back to my dorm room. Meanwhile, I've talked to my pastors at home. I've talked to my mentors. I've talked to friends. I mean, I have consulted anyone and everyone that I can to receive godly counsel and wisdom. And they all gave me great wisdom. But I kind of got to the point like, okay, this is great, but I need a word from you, Lord. Like, I need you to directly to step into my situation and speak to me, like, from your word. And so I remember going back to my <laughs> to my dorm and I just fell on my knees and had my Bible and was like, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I need you to guide me. I need you in this moment. And I opened up my Bible. And it was kind of like one of these moments. And I would never do this. But I didn't even know where to turn in that moment. It was just all consuming. But the Lord met me right there. And I opened up my Bible. And it was Jeremiah 29. But it was past verse 11, what everybody knows. And um, it was verse 14, and it says, When you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. In those days, I will end your captivity, I will restore your fortunes, and I will bring you home from the land that I have sent you to. And in that moment, my face hit my Bible. If you open up the Bible, that Bible to this day, there's like makeup marks in it. There's tears on that page from where I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Eden, you've looked for me wholeheartedly. You found me. And it says, in those days when you end your captivity, I will end your captivity. And it was like he was saying, Eden, this anxiety, this panic you're feeling, I'm going to end that captivity. I'm going to break you. You're going to experience freedom. And then it says, I restore your fortunes. I had lost my joy, my personality, everything. Like, if I talk to my friends at Clemson this day, like some people that knew me and experienced and walked through this with me, they're like, Eden, you look sick. Like, you were not yourself. So it was like he was telling me in that moment, I'm going to free you. I'm going to restore to you your joy, who you are in the Lord. Um, and then it says, I'm going to send you home from the land that I have sent you to. So it was like in that moment, Eden, I'm bringing you home from a place that I have sent you to. I sent you to Clemson. You may not understand in this moment why I sent you there, but I'm calling you to go home. And in that moment, I just knew it was from the Holy Spirit. And I can't even explain to you that moment or the peace that I had. And I did something really, really hard. And I opened up my computer and I hit the withdraw button from Clemson. And I didn't call my parents. I didn't call anybody. And wow. it was a moment between me and the Lord. And he told me to come home. And I was like, Lord, if I would not have gotten in my car then and went home, I would have been disobedient to him and what he was wow. calling me to do. Okay. And so while a lot of people didn't understand, while a lot of people thought it was confusing, you can't go against the word of the Lord. The, Jesus didn't give that word to anyone other than me. And, and to be completely honest, no one else is going to have to stand before the Lord besides me. I'm going to give an account to that moment 
in time in that dorm room where the Lord specifically told me to get in my car and go home. And so I followed in obedience. Didn't mean that it wasn't hard. I left everything there. I packed a small bag, like weekend bag, threw a few clothes in there, saw my Bible sitting on a tray and grabbed it super quick, got in my car that two and a two and a um, two mile walk back to that parking lot <laughs> and got in my car and drove home and I just can't even explain to you that moment. It was like in that moment, I threw away all my childhood dreams, all my expectations that I had for my life, achieving a degree from Clemson, you know, cheering there. And I look back and I see the Lord slowly closing so many doors, even when I didn't realize it in the moment. When I tore my seal my senior year of high school, he closed the door for me to cheer there. I had a really tough sorority recruitment experience and it was all part of the Lord's sovereignty and um he closed that door and I can't even make it up like this story and even talking to you right now I'm just reminded of his faithfulness but I didn't get into the nursing program I that teacher never called me back to add me to um yeah, she never, I called, I messaged, I did everything. Wow. She never contacted me. I, ne- I was a part-time student, could not get any anybody to contact me back. I, you just can't make it up. It's such a God story. And so he brought me home and left everything at Clemson. I get home and for the next few months, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm walking in so many unknowns. It's the, you know, the middle of September. My friend group's still up at Clemson and I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, Lord, you brought me home. Like what now? Um, but I trusted him and nothing to say anything about me, but when you just know who God is and his character, when he calls you to something that's scary or unknown, we know that it's nothing's unknown to him and that all of our days are already ordained before one ever came to be. And so in that moment, like so many moments of unknown and goodness, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And oh my gosh, I really hit that withdrawal button. Like there's no going back. Like, um, I just trusted him. And that's a verse that I want to share is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is a verse that has been like a lifelong verse that my dad's always shared with us kids. But it's so come alive to me in this past year of my life. And it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And so it's like, trust me, Eden, I've got you. I'm going to lead you, and it's not always going to make sense because I've come to find that oftentimes what the Lord's calling you to isn't always going to make sense. When we read stories in the Bible, like oftentimes we have the view of just reading it like it's stories, but they really happen. And so often the things that the Lord did, it made no sense whatsoever. So that verse has just been such a comfort to me. Eden, trust me, it's not always going to make sense, but submit yourself to me, give your life to me, surrender your all to me, and I will make your path straight. And so that's a verse that I hope is an encouragement to someone listening. Um, Don't know what you're going through, what the the Lord's calling you to, but just know that he's trustworthy um, because of who he is, not because of who we are, because of who Eden is, but he's trustworthy because of who Jesus is and what he can do in our life. And know that no unknown to us is unknown to God. Um, And so that was what coming home looked like. And then, gosh, it's a crazy story. And it was like, 
it wasn't immediate, like the Lord flinging doors wide open. It was still like months of praying, sitting on my couch, seeing everyone in class and all the things. And I'm like, Lord, like you've brought me home. Like what's next? And then slowly he was like, Eden, just trust me. Just continue just to put your faith in me each and every day and each and every moment. And so I remember um, just he slowly opened up new doors. Like, it's so crazy. I look back, and the only other school growing up that I ever even thought remotely had any interest in going was Liberty. And I ended up actually going to tour Liberty. I went to, like, college for a weekend, something they host, and went there, had an incredible experience, was still like, no, Clemson's my dream school. I'm going to Clemson. So that was kind of that. So it's so crazy that the Lord, now I'm at Liberty and just had such a peace about going there. And the Lord just completely did a full circle there. And now I'm a Liberty student, which is so crazy. And um, went to a retreat where um, Liberty like representatives were there. And I remember this was in high school. This is where Liberty even became like an interest, had an interest to me. And I felt even then at that retreat and conference the Lord stirring in my heart, a call to ministry. Um, and I remember even as like in high school debating whether do I go to Liberty and do I pursue ministry? Do I go to Clemson and pursue nursing? And of course I went my own way and my own plan, but the Lord always, his will will prevail for our life. Um, and so it's just so cool that it comes full circle and now I'm a Liberty student. And so I am doing Liberty online and started that and honestly and I've had a lot of people say like Eden why did you do Liberty I'm like well I wouldn't go to Liberty and truthfully the Lord put such a passion in my life to be hands-on in ministry while achieving my degree so not just like going to school and being on campus which I'm sure that would be a great experience and all that but the Lord just so put a passion in my life to be hands-on in ministry whatever that looked like and so for me, the first thing that did, the Lord did was he allowed for me to go on Winter Jam, which is a really crazy story. Um, so some family friends that we have, um, actually Winter Jam is like their Christian conference. And if no one doesn't know what Winter Jam is, it's a music Christian tour. Um, and so turns one thing led to another and I ended up going touring with them. I was like my friend Katie's assistant. And we traveled the country for three months um, with people like Ann Wilson, Jeremy Camp, We the Kingdom, Austin French, just some super awesome people who love the Lord. And to get to experience that and coming back and looking just like, wow, God, you are so faithful. And even in moments that were so tough, you know, I couldn't see up ahead. But Lord, you were so faithful. And just with my yes, the Lord just is like, Eden, I just have something so much better for you. And so I've come to find that his way is just so much better than our own. Even when we can't see, he knows so much better. I was flying in a plane last night back home and just looking at the world from a view down and just seeing how you can see so many towns and honestly so many states yeah. at some parts and one thing. And I just couldn't think, but this is how the Lord sees our life he sees all the puzzle pieces he sees the grand scheme of things but when we're here we just see this moment surround us all around us but he sees the grand scheme of things so just know that he's trustworthy and that 
it's all going to work out um, exactly as he has planned it to. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm doing Liberty Online. I got to tour with Winter Jam. Um, I started to get into uh, some, the Lord's allowed me to start writing some, which has been super awesome. Yeah. And um, just to... Honestly, he just really put this verse in my heart is Romans eight twenty eight. For I work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And how he just honestly uses everything for our good and his glory. Um, and so he just so taught me that in this season of my life. Um, and so people ask me all the time, Eden, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I was telling Olivia, like, it's honestly just a moment by moment surrender to the fact that he's better and whatever he has and his plans. Like, I just want to walk obediently in his will and whatever he has for my life. So many times, I mean, I still get caught up in trying to plan my life and have all these expectations and then they fall through and then we get so heartbroken. But honestly, I want to share something like that. One of my mentors said when I was at Clemson, like so often we try to write like, like I want to go to this school. I want to marry this person. I want to have this job. And then we hand it to God and we're like, okay, here's my wish list. But honestly, our posture should be a blank sheet of page, sign our name at the bottom and hand it to him and say, God, you write my story. Like you write it so much better. And then we, when we realize the pen is better off in his hand than it is ours, we live in so much freedom and purpose knowing that we're only promised this day. Like in the Lord's prayer, it says, give me this day, my daily bread. Like we don't have to know the future. We don't have to know five years from now. We're just supposed to be obedient in what he's called us to do today. And so that's something that I've learned. So that's pretty much my whole story. I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to follow the Lord. I just want his name to be glorified because there is nothing special in Eden. It's just an honor to be a vessel to be used by him. Um, and so that's kind of my crazy story. <laughs> and yeah, it's just insane what the Lord's done. Wow. I I don't know if you saw me, but I sort of cried. <laughs> I that know I did. Really, I just got chills because that's oh. so inspiring. And it's actually really funny that you kind of like walk through that because when mm. I was, um, I moved, so I'm originally from Maine, but I moved my senior year to Greenville and we mm. moved three days with even knowing like, wow, what, what like what school I was going to go to like mm. why and the reason was because I literally was having like the worst friend drama ever in my high school mm. and I did not want to go back my senior year yeah and I'm like you Ryan like the plan I've dreamed of like graduating yes to school all this stuff yes and literally I remember sitting in that in a Marshall's parking lot like bawling my eyes out with my mom and I like in that moment like felt the Holy Spirit be like you need to move to the south mm. and like we moved Three days yeah. after I felt him like say that, and my family was wow. so obedient to just get in the car mm. with two cars, and like each of us had a bin of clothes, and and mm. and, and like yes. just hearing your story mm. is so inspiring to be like, I'm so glad that I listened for what mm. he like did to me because it's like mm. seeing other people like you, it's like he's like working so good, like when you listen to his plan, and so like that just mm. made me cry. So I'm like, oh my goodness, so cool, like, hearing how mm. like how much he just like he just you honored him and he like mm. honored and respected like you because you mm. followed him and that's just mm. so cool like, wow just such a blessing. oh my goodness you're such a blessing you're so kind actually funny part to end the story just for like a little comical it's not comical yeah. but so I remember telling y'all that I got like when I went through I got in the car and I left packed small bag 
Well, this is, this is the good part of the story. A lot of people don't know this, so um, it wasn't funny in the moment, but I look back and I laugh now because it just adds to the story. But, so, I came home and left all my stuff in my dorm, and so my parents, like, we had a Clemson game coming up, so I still went to all the Clemson games, so... I came up one weekend, my parents were like, Eden, you just stay in the hotel, we'll go, me, you, and, or me, your dad, and your sister will all go pack up your dorm for you, so you don't have to go back in there, you can just, because a lot of bad memories associated, a lot of trauma, bad moments, and so, um, they went and packed all my stuff up, put it into a trailer, and, like, we went to the Clemson game, actually, the morning of the Clemson game, we woke up, my mom wakes me up. Uh, I can't make this up. She wakes me up and she says, Eden, no one's died. No, everything's okay. Like she does this whole like preface before she tells me this news and everything's okay. Everyone's all right. But the trailer with everything that you own in it has been stolen. (gasps) And my, (laughs) honestly, it sounds so crazy. I did not shed a tear. I mean, inside I was kind of like just more just shocked than anything but yeah so my dad woke up that morning he like got coffee he was up and went outside and someone had stolen the trailer with everything um we were staying at oh my goodness what is that hotel called was in in clemson or in green yes it was in clemson um oh my goodness it's got the tiger the tiger like the flag outside of it and it's the restaurant um, um I know you're talking about. So it's not like, it's not like right next to campus. No, not right next to campus. Oh my goodness, what is Lakeside Lodge? That's it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, girl. It was. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it was the craziest story. So, if anyone on here is about to go to college, (laughs) let me tell you to not bring everything you own. Like you don't need to bring every single pair of clothes that you have and shoes because. For instance, if you ever have to leave and you put it in a trailer and someone happens to possibly steal it, everything's going to be gone. So when I say, like, I, we filed, like, a police report, they never found it, nothing, insurance wouldn't do anything. So I literally restarted my life. At at this point, like, my mom, she was trying to look for all, like, the blessings and the goodness in it. And she was like, Eden, honestly, the Lord, like, gave you a fresh start. Like, I didn't have to look at any of that dorm stuff. I didn't have to do any of that. Like, the Lord was legit giving me a fresh start. And I had my Bible, and that was, like, the best thing. Because if that would have been gone, that would have been rough. But I had that, and that was honestly, like, this is my only treasure. And so... Um, yes, that's kind of a crazy part to the story. Um, the Lord was like, yeah, Eden, we're really giving you a fresh start. So he did that indeed and started everything over. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy story. It is. It is, girl. It's oh, crazy. Oh, my but, gosh. Well, yeah. you're here. You're yes, I'm here. Now. I'm here. I'm thriving. <laughs> the Lord is good. And yeah, so. That's amazing. Well, yeah. That's a really good good note to end on. Yeah, it's a good note to end on. Yep, yep, for sure. Wow. For sure. Well, good to know, though, that people steal things mm-hmm. in Clemson. So. Yeah, yeah, so you better, yep, yep, keep your stuff okay. locked up, guys. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's the crazy. Lord really said, like, clean slate. No, he really did. He really start. said clean slate, fresh start. Wow. So. That's yep. amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever come up for more Clemson games, I'd love yes. to Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I would love that for sure. For <laughs> sure. And it's so like fun. the Lord's 
redeemed Clemson in a way. Not that I ever had bad feelings towards it, but there was a lot of hurt and stuff there, not from anyone or anything like that, but just a lot of really hard moments. And so it's cool to go back now and to see the Lord's faithfulness and um, just how he's redeemed that and so many moments that were so hard up there. Um, Now I can look back and be like, Lord, you worked it all for good, you know, and he's still working it all for good in his glory. And so um that's been really cool and just like seeing you and um just so many other people who I've fallen in love with up there um it's just been really cool um just to see how much y'all supported and still love me and just cheered me on and so (laughs) that has been such a gift from the Lord so he has been faithful for sure wow I'm literally crying again I'm just so so proud of you oh my goodness like I'm just already so touched by your story, and I just mm-hmm. can't wait till other people hear this because oh my it just makes me want to, like, literally go open my Bible after this and just <laughs> literally lay it all out. Like, when you said um, the whole, like, write your – write, like, a blank sheet of paper inside mm-hmm. your name, yeah. I'm literally going to do that and hang no. it on my I love that. No, <laughs> I'm serious. It's life-changing. It is. It is. It's so inspiring to be, like – and it's also, like, with the whole anxiety thing you're talking about and how, like, for me, like, I struggle with um, a lot of, like, anxious things. And mm-hmm. it's when I'm, like, I'm wanting to control my life, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, for sure. Like, of course, it's going to make you so anxious mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm like you where I like to plan everything out. Like, you should see yeah. my Google calendar right now. Like, yes, yes. I like to organize and keep yes, and girl. all that. But mm-hmm. it's, like, isn't it so refreshing that you literally can have a clean slate and, like, and just put a blank sheet of paper right in front of the mm-hmm. Lord and be like, yes. here. Here you go. Like, use me. Yes. Like, yes. so inspiring. Yes. So cool that we get to do that. Yes. So, and I'll share something. You. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll share something on when it comes to anxiety. I think the Bible actually gives us really good um, truth and wisdom when it comes mm-hmm. to struggling with anxiety. One, it is, um, I believe anxiety is literally from the pit of hell. It's from mm-hmm. the devil. And he uses lies to, in our brains, um, to cause these anxious thoughts and so know that it is not from the Lord and so it like one verse that the Lord gave me during that was um fix your thoughts on things that are worthy you know admirable praiseworthy and it's honestly a it's a posture that you have your mind in and so it says do not be anxious about anything but everything through prayer supplication and thanksgiving make your request known to god then the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus and so it's for me what was life-changing to get out of that web of anxiousness and anxiety and panic was okay what am I fixing my thoughts on? Because if you let the enemy, if you give him your brain and let him just have fun and throw all these lies in your brain and you fixate on them and you don't replace them with truth, then that's how you end up in a place where you're completely panicked and worried and anxious. So when those thoughts come, you have to say, "Mm -mm. first of all, this is a lie and it's not true. You're not welcome here. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not just stopping there, but it's replacing it with truth. So what in God's word applies to the situation? Um, so like, no, be anxious for nothing. And just about control. I know you were talking a lot about control. Like we do not have to be in control of our lives because honestly, when we have a relationship with the Lord, we're his, we're bought from him. We are his temple. And so those are some verses and some things that practically helped me, which was 
taking what what's the root of this issue like finding it's so easy you know to be in a really hard place but what is the root that got you there you have mm-hmm. to establish that what is the root you can deal with a lot of the surface level things but until you dig up that root of what it is you're going to find yourself right back in a really bad place and so first identifying the root taking and then it's taking your thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ think of things that are admirable and lovely that verse that I shared has just been so life-changing but we have to change our thoughts and our thought patterns because if we don't the enemy is just going to keep putting lies in our brain and if we don't stop them and train our minds on truth and fixate on truth then honestly, we're just going to continue in the cycle of anxiety and worry and panic. And that's where he wants to get us because he knows that if he can keep us in a place of anxiety, worry, and panic, then we won't be effective for the kingdom. And honestly, we're just letting him win. So my encouragement to anyone listening, know that you are not defeated by anxiety. I think we live in a world that we honestly celebrate mental mental yeah. health. And oh my gosh, I have anxiety. And I know what it's like, and it is such a real thing, but we don't have to celebrate it because the Lord literally died for it, and he's already given us victory from it. So we don't have to live saying, oh, I'm just so anxious because you don't have to stay there, and that is not the Lord's intention for you to. You can... Anxiety is arresting, but there is victory through Christ. And so I hope someone listening, maybe you're struggling with anxiety, just knows that that's not a place you have to stay. It can be part of your story. It's part of my story. But Jesus is victorious, and he went to the cross, and he, he is gone forever. Like, through him, we are victorious. We don't have to be defeated by it. And so I hope that's encouraging to someone, because I know when you're in the middle of it, gosh, the days at Clemson, I was like, it's never going to end. It's yeah. I'm going to deal with this for the rest of my life. That's another life from the enemy. You are not going to live with it for the rest of your life. But seek help. Counseling is amazing. Run to the Lord, and um, he he will be everything you need. He is everything you need. And so um, I hope that's encouraging to someone out there listening. Amazing. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that. That even um, like, yeah. was so encouraging for me, too. Yeah, but. for sure, definitely. Do you think you can close, close us out in prayer? And Yes, of course. I would love to. Thank you yes. so much, too, just coming on here and just, like, saying all this stuff, like, seriously. Mm. God is, is using you in mm. amazing, incredible ways. And like you've touched, you just inspired me so much. Oh my goodness. Thanks friend. Oh my goodness. Yes. Thanks friend. You're incredible. And I'm just so proud of your, for you putting your yes on the table and being a light, um, exactly where the Lord has placed you. And that's another thing that I could go on forever, but that's the last thing I'm going <laughs> to say is like, yes, the fun. last thing I'll say is that everyone's journey looks different. It's college, whether it's not college, like everyone's journey looks different and so just wherever the lord has you be faithful where he has you so i'm so proud of you and let's close in prayer okay dear jesus thank you so much for these people that are listening these girls god thank you for olivia and her obedience to you and just for her putting her yes on the table um just to be used by you lord god i pray for every person listening god that Whatever they're going through, whether it's anxiety, whatever stronghold is in their life, God, that you would just help them know, God, that you have overcome it, Lord. And God, they are not defeated, God, and that they can live life free from anxiety. 
God, I just pray for anyone on here who is walking through unknowns or is struggling with what they're going to do for the rest of their life. God, know that any unknown to them is not unknown to you, Lord. And God, that you have purpose for them. God, help these people listening, God, to be obedient to whatever you are calling them to, God. God, you are so worthy of our yes and our obedience, God. And we just want to follow you in your will, whatever you are leading us to, God. You and your plans for our life are so much better than we could ever dream up for ourselves, God. So I just pray for anyone listening, God, God, that you would just lead God and direct them. God, help them to know that you're trustworthy, you are sovereign, and you work all things together for our good and your glory. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Yes. For me oh my here. goodness. Of course. It was so. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a fun time. And I'll I'll end it and then we can like talk after I stop recording too. I don't want to just like casually hang no, out. No, you can't even again. But thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I just hope this podcast episode touches you and whatever you're going through and walking through right now. And we love you guys. So bye. See you next time. <laughs>